saddlebag preacher. Anticipation. That's what Garrett and Elizabeth Miller and family were feeling this day in 1805. A young Garrett Jr. would rush to take the saddle horse to stable and feed the animal, then hurry inside their log home 12 by 16 feet to watch their mother add more water to the soup for the company. She would stoke up the fire to dry off the preacher from his crossing the stream. The saddlebag preacher's news would gladden all their hearts. The first Methodist camp meeting ever to be held in Canada would happen in September 1805 over at Hay Bay, and they were all invited. The life of my six great-grandparents, Garrett and Elizabeth Switzer Miller, continues to fascinate me. Both were born of Irish Palatine German backgrounds, survived the trip to the shores of America crossing the Atlantic, married at Camden, New York, and fled the Revolutionary War to find this final resting and home at Ernesttown, Ontario. Garrett lived a long life of 84 years, his wife also 84, and it is the spiritual journey of this family that I want to explore. When Garrett Sr. was 14, his father Adam Miller was a Lutheran minister for the Court Matrix Ireland community. It's here in their home they entertained the Reverend John Wesley, founder of the Methodist Church. So too the circuit rider would make an anticipated visit, traveling the 200-mile trip to share the gospel with the small villages and farms. And who was one of these riders? With over two million people arriving on America's shores, what are the chances that it would be a fourth cousin of my great grandmother Kezia Atwood Gibb, and that he would have the ancestral ties to Presidents George Herbert Walker Bush and his son President George Walker Bush, making them my ninth and tenth cousins. Who is this new find for the family tree? His name is Reverend Nathan Bangs, 1777 to 1836. If you need a refresher of the Bangs story, Read Migrant Ship and Seven Men of Easttown, found on my WordPress site under a picture and a thousand words. At Ernsttown, the Millers built a farm and brought up the children in the faith. My fifth great-grandmother, Rebecca, had a younger brother named after her father, Garrett Miller, Jr., born November 18, 1786, at Sorrel, Quebec, where they had been relocated after the Revolutionary War. His obituary reads, With his family at age 12, a young Garrett gave himself to God and to the church, joined Mr. Detler's class, and remained unshaken in his confidence until his last hour. His stability in relation to the church of his early choice may be accounted for, in part at least, by the fact that he was from an early and constant reader, from the first, he was wont to hail the Christian Guardian as a weekly visitor. The Christian Guardian was edited by Nathan Bangs. His close and continued attention to its columns put him in possession of that information which saved himself and others in the years of storm and trial. Others were borne off on the tide of division, where he remained unmoved, a pillar in the Church of God. In church matters, as in his personal experience, he often said, My heart is fixed. 
He was more knowing and better read in church matters than many of his day. The house of the Lord was his chief joy. Often when scarcely able to sit up in his chair, he found his way to the place of prayer. His wife's maiden name was Nancy Foster. With her, he lived long and happily, leaving behind him six married children and a number of grandchildren. After a long illness of patient suffering, he died in great peace on Monday, the 28th of December, 1863. This info from his obituary came from switzergenealogy.com. He was buried at Newburgh United Church Cemetery, Lenox and Addington County, Ontario. And with this information, I'm off on a new hunt for information. Imagine tugging on oars for weeks before they reached a new home to begin again. This land along the Bay of Quinte had been taken years earlier by the Loyalists, and the Millers went closer to Elizabeth's relatives, the Switzers, who, with the first group of Loyalists, settled the area in 1784. These people were granted the fourth township surveyed at the Bay of Quinte. Elizabeth's parents, Anna Marie Gere and Peter Switzer, are also found buried here. A three-week voyage, and they arrived upon the sloping banks of a small stream, disembarked, and called it home. The future home of each, chosen by ballot, gave them 200 acres and one lot in a plot of 300 acres, which was set apart for the village. The Garrett Miller family sacrificed not once, but twice, all of their worldly possessions, and they weren't to be stopped by any obstacle. They came about 1796 to this area called Ernesttown from Sorrow, Quebec. The forest had to be overcome. A crude log home was erected, and that first winter they gathered around the fireplace. Rebecca, my fifth great-grandmother, 18, would be mar married the next year to Charles Henry Bush. Then there was Peter, 17, Agnes, 13, William, 9, Garrett, Jr., 6. Garrett Sr. was 58 when they started over, his wife Elizabeth 42. Imagine how exhausted they must have been from getting rid of the green timber, removing stumps and underbrush to get ready for a planting season. Garrett would recount the suffering his loyalty had brought upon his body, showing his musket ball injury. There were lots of kinfolk on the Switzer side, and someone gave Elizabeth a pumpkin, which would become standard fare. She would mix it with Indian cornmeal and make it into a small loaf baked in the open oven. Outside their door was maple syrup for the taking. They were amongst fellow loyalists, family and neighbors, all looking forward to the circuit riders, making the 200-mile round trip to bring them the gospel. The home of Garrett and Elizabeth Miller was a known welcome stop, where... First, William Losey, 1792, had been appointed to supply the ministerial work in Canada. The circuit was called Oswegotchi, with 90 members. Old Haybay Church, the first Methodist church in Canada, was built that year. Next came a rider called Sylvanus Keeler, appointed 1795 to the Bay of Quinty. Then, Governor Simcoe, in 1796, by proclamation, directed the magistrates of Upper Canada to ascertain under oath and register the names of all such persons as United Empire Loyalists. Garrett Miller was awarded the honorary distinction of UEL.
itinerant circuit riders were traveling preachers opposed to local preachers who would live in the area. Nathan Bangs was anti-religious until his sister, who was a devout Methodist, converted him. At age 23, he was put on trial to be a circuit rider in 1801. There was no formal education requirement. Those on trial apprenticed with existing circuit riders for two years. Nathan Bangs was assigned the Bay of Quinty Circuit, it having 457 members. He traveled from Kingston East, west to York, which is Toronto, on the St. Lawrence River, then north to Lake Simcoe, and back along both sides of the bay. In his journal, he wrote on October 7, 1802, of his experience. He was heading with Joseph Jewell towards the Bay of Quince. The hills and creeks, mud and water, were his experiences on a terrible, non-existent road. Safely, they arrived at York, now Toronto, where he became sick with influenza. Jewel continued without him. He was tenderly nursed, recovered, mounted his horse, and rode on. Then his faithful animal was taken sick and died the next day. Alone, in a strange place, no money, without friends, he said, I trusted God alone. Along came a man offering him a loan of a horse, on condition he preached to them before going on to the bay. Thankfully, Bangs accepted the offer. Into new settlements he rode on extremely bad roads and found the people so poor and demoralized. He also encountered bad food and violent opposition to the gospel. As he traveled further, he found mention of Seth Crowell, a godly and zealous itinerant who had traveled the lake shore before him, who had awakened and converted many settlers. Small societies had formed, as the Methodists were wont to do, and although separated by many isolated miles, they always looked forward to the circuit preachers. His itinerating came to a halt December 1803, when he came down with typhus. He was given up for dead by his caregiver, but he survived, and in 1804, Bishop Ashbury ordained Bangs deacon and then an elder so he could administer sacraments. He worked with two other riders and would have known the brethren by name. The family of Miller would be numbered in the 520 Methodists. In 1805, when Nathan Bangs and Sylvanus Keeler came to the Bay of Quinty, Keeler had passed his trial in 1795 and was back in 1802 to 1805. They would travel together the 200 miles over and over in two-week circuits. Nathan Bangs arrived on May 29, 1805 at Hay Bay. He said he felt his spirit refreshed at meeting with the brethren in this place. A joyful meeting was going on. He gave a blessing to them for good and asked God to spread his spirit over them day and night. Bangs gave the sermon preaching from Deuteronomy 32.11. As an eagle stirs up her might, flutters over her young, spreads abroad her wings, takes them up and bears them. So does the Lord shelter those that trust in him. He would return from his circuit in July 1805. At this meeting, he preached twice and wrote about a strange thing happening. A man bereft of reason waked 
was made aware of his sinfulness next to God's perfect holiness. By July 4, 1805, he himself was taken ill with fever, weakened in his body, and his friends took care of him. Lake fever, it was called, from stagnant swamps near the rivers, dirty water. On entering a house, he would often be offered whiskey to combat it, but declined. The people thought the use of spirits preventative of epidemic diseases. But if they used the swamp water, nine cases out of ten would induce the disease rather than prevent it. Fangs, called the elder, was about to organize the first camp meeting in Canada. He wrote about his spiritual insecurities in a journal. His Wesleyan theology said one had to consciously choose salvation and make an individual decision and then strive for a life of perfect holiness each day. This was from the journal and notebook of Nathan Bangs, written in 1805-06. Hay Bay Camp Meeting was to play a major role in frontier evangelism. Its success resulted in a sustained level of participation in organized religion as hundreds of souls were converted by preachers Case and Ryan, Pickett, Keeler, Madden, and my own Nathan Bangs, my fourth cousin removed. I'll be reporting on the meeting in my next blog and continue his astonishing saga when describing the divine flame running through his soul.